and welcome to the Action Shooting Show. Uh, with me here tonight is Mark Rebke and Michael Ford. And as always, um, this show is sponsored to you by Primer & Co. I've got my Primer & Co. Uh, feral hoodie on tonight. So uh, go check them out at primerandco.com. So uh, tonight we're going to get into how to prepare for a match. We'll say generally like a match maybe you've never shot before. It could be your first match ever, but um, in our case, we're going to talk a lot about the Wolverine 5K that me and Mike will be doing. But um, we're going to also kind of talk about broad as far as like if you've got a new match, say you're shooting a major match you've never shot or a match in a different sport. Um, we're going to be talking about that. So hopefully we give you some ideas and some tips and tricks that can help you out to um, have, be a little more successful at your first match like that. So um, first thing would be signing up for the match. How do you find them? Um, practice score, we've mentioned before, is a really good way. But um, probably the easier in more reliable way because it's not always easy to find thing in there is um, meet people at matches and talk to them. Once you get plugged into that network, you get on some online message boards and Facebook groups, you usually find out about all the matches long before they're even on practice score ready to be signed up for. So um, if you are a nice person and safe gun handling and not a dick, people will invite you to matches because they want to shoot with you. That seem pretty reasonable to everybody <laughs> yeah but i mean add in so practice score obviously also facebook depending on what you want to shoot there's probably a facebook group for it and then you can't forget old brian enos uh, there's enough people that hate facebook as much as the rest of us and refuse to go on it so they still use things like brian enos where there's match announcements and then specific forums or the website for the competition usually will also have information. So uh, a lot of the Texas and Oklahoma multi-gun, or not multi-gun, running guns will have their own website, get information there. Uh, USPSA website has match listings there. Uh, usually all these things are cross-posted and listed. You know, if it's on Facebook, it's on Practice Score, it's on Brian Enos, but there's a lot of different ways to go about it. So, you know, hit Google up, but yeah, those are the big three, Practice Score, Facebook, and Brian Enos, I'd say. All right. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to go in that, that too deep. Um, so you signed up now, and uh, one of the easiest ways to start gathering information is any pre-match emails. Most uh, matches you shoot will send out an email once you've signed up, and it'll typically give you um, – the information you need to know a lot of times matchbooks don't come out until like really really close to the match usually like a week or two because they're still designing stages and getting details worked out but most matches in this day and age will be releasing information ahead of time um especially with this you know the social media age so they'll have stuff on instagram they'll have releases on their you know their facebook page their websites any of those places you get it, they'll they'll be releasing relevant information, whether it's places to stay, stages, match, uh, you know, skills and things that you may be 
have to do anything special like that. Ammo requirements. They'll kind of list that all ahead of time. So, Mike, um, you got anything to add to that? Nope, that's a really good starting point. How about you, Mark? Yeah, just that um, even if you don't have the matchbook, you can get it usually a flavor of the match with general sort of research, Facebook, whatever. Like if it's a run and gun, they're going to say things like it's a two gun biathlon. You need to know this. You need to know that. If it's three gun, you can read the three gun rules for whatever outlaw or three gun nation match it is. If it's USPSA, it's the same standard rules of any local match. Uh, so you can get a general flavor before you even get into the specific match, and that will help you kind of pre-prepare, pre I guess, if you want to say. Um, but yeah, they'll kind of give you that flavor before you get into the details of the match. There's going to be information just to start you off, I'd say. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Now, uh, with that, when you're signing up, most of these matches are going to have multiple divisions. Um, it's definitely important to read those division rules, read the um, equipment list and that sort of thing to see what division you want to sign up for. I, I think pretty much every match I've ever shot, you can switch you know, pretty much up till when you step up to the starting line. But in preparing and planning for the match, you really need to know what division. So we'll kind of give a, a good for instance here. So when we were looking into the Wolverine match and signing up, they basically have two different divisions. Equipment is pretty wide open, run run what you brung. There's not any real restrictions like there are three gun. What is different is um, they have two divisions. You have, I think they call it recreational, and then you have hardcore. So with hardcore, you have to wear, um, on the ruck part, you have a 45 pounds of weight that you have to carry, either all in the backpack or backpack and plate carriers. Uh, I believe there's no GPS can be used in the um, the land nav part, and um, there's a couple other little things like that. And this is a this is a team match, so each competitor has to do that. And then you're able to get prizes. I guess there's a prize table for that. The recreational is only 25 pounds for the ruck. And you can use GPS, you can, you know, have other stuff, I guess. And there's no price table for, for the recreational thing. So, you know, when we looked at that, we, were, we, we like to do the hardest thing possible, as we've mentioned in other episodes. So we decided, hey, we're going to go with hardcore. And um, with that, then, we had to look through our equipment. Uh, you know, um, I guess I forgot to mention, in the hardcore, when you're shooting the stages, you have to wear a plate carrier and... It has to be like 14 or 15 pounds in plates or 13 pounds or something like that. So we um, that was something, you know, you need to know if you're signing up. At that point when we signed up, I didn't have any of that gear. So that was, hey, I've got to add this to my my wish list to, you know, have the equipment to run this. So um, in that case, you know, there was some gear to buy. Normally, I don't recommend buying gear, but. This is stuff I've looked at anyways and other, you know, other competitors in there either had it or were looking at it. So um, that's kind of a, what we looked at for this. So I don't, I don't know is uh, anything you've had to deal experience-wise with that, Mark? I don't know. I just wonder, do you think that 15-pound plate carrier rule is just to, like, help the pores? 
you know, that can't afford those lightweight plates. Would you say that's that's one of those things? I I imagine they want actual rifle rated plates and not like you can get some pretty thin light plates that would stop pistols and that's about it. So Mike, you got you got if I got them on wish.com, they're good to go. I don't need to question that. You know, if China says they're good to go, I believe in them. That's they're good to go. Mike, you got you got anything to add about that as far as um, you know, looking at the visions and planning that? Yep. So like in our case, we're doing a team match. So there definitely had to be communication about what our team could handle and the training load and expectations. You can't go into a team match and be all gung-ho and then sign up with people who can't quite do the same workload as you. You won't have as much fun. They won't have as much fun if there's unrealistic expectations. And the same goes signing up for uh, an individual uh, match, something that's not team-based. Go and and have good expectations of, of what you expect and that you can actually perform and that can definitely help your experience as you're selecting those divisions. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. You know, if you're if you're not if you've never run a mile and you sign up for something like Heartbreak Running Gun, which is a 10k ish, it's got obstacle courses, and you sign up a a month ahead of time, that may not be enough time to train. Your health and fitness may not be where it needs to be to really enjoy that match. I'm not going to say don't sign up because, you know, maybe that's what you need to get yourself motivated. But I think Mike's right. You know, make sure if it's a team match, you have realistic expectations with your teammates, but make sure you have realistic expectations with your, with yourself as well, because um, it, it can be a lot less fun if you just are failing at everything along the way. I mean, it's good at times because it motivates you, but, um, maybe there's a different match or a different division or something like that that is better suited for where you're at skill-wise. Did you have something else to add, Mike? Not on that particular topic as we move on, though, yeah. Okay, all right. So um, we talk about division and equipment there. Um one thing that you can do, whether information's been released, you just first heard about the match, is in this day and age, if it's a pre-established match that's been shot before, it is really easy to get on YouTube, to get on Facebook, to get on um, Instagram, do some searching, and usually you can find videos from previous years. Um, sometimes they reuse stages and ideas, sometimes they don't, but generally same match director same match same area you can you can get an idea what the range looks like what the terrain looks like um like if it's the same match director watch a couple years you can kind of get a flavor for i mean each match director has their own flavor and kind of what they like to do and maybe that's just that they like to do everything and it's really varied but um watching match videos is a really good way to kind of prepare for that. Um, I guess, have you done that, Mark? Yeah, I'd say that um, you can definitely get a feel from that. A lot of the sort of established guys or, you know, let's go as far to say the pillars of the community 
have a pretty established YouTube channel where they do every match. They have a match recon where they show you all the videos and you can definitely tell there's different flavors to matches. Some are about realism. Some are about, you know, how many kettlebells can you throw and how many sandbags can you carry? How many, some are more USPSA with run and gun involved and you can kind of get the feel for that. And the same goes outside of run and gun as well. If we talk about three gun, there's certain matches that are more like, hey, how much long range can we put on you? How fast can you load a shotgun? Uh, other ones are more like, all we can really do here is bay shooting. And so plan for bay shooting, plan for quick rifle, you know, quick shotgun, everything's going to be close. And you can kind of get a feel for that based on, you know, even not just looking at videos, but like, look at what their range can do. You know, this range cannot shoot past 200 yards. Are you going to need to load up your special Gucci long range rounds or can you just have your 55 grain blasters? You know, that's that's one of the things you can kind of pick up on by looking at that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, Mike, you got anything to add with that? Yep. Uh, gear selection and stuff, you can learn a lot about the, the weather in that section of the country by watching the videos. If you watch Heartbreak, you'll get a good idea of, of what the people are wearing, some of the things you might uh, experience in those videos. Uh, so you can pick up uh, good intel besides just shooting stuff from watching videos. Yeah, and don't discount the weather. That's a good point to add in that Mike said. You know, if you're going to be in the southeast, well, it's going to be warmer. It might be rainy. If you're in the southwest, it might be hot as could be. If you're up in the north, it could be snowing in the morning and, you know, T-shirts in the afternoon. So that's another thing to think about when you're preparing, you know, mentally and physically preparing for a match. Yeah, those, those are all good points. I'll, I'll say, so for Wolverine... I went back and watched a lot of um, different match videos I can find. And this match actually released, you know, has released videos that they've taken and stuff. And so, you know, I've learned some things. Um, quite a few of them have, like, bits of the movie because this is a Red Dawn-themed match. So it's got bits of the movies and it's got sections of old stages. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of physical stuff. I know I've seen some videos of people doing stuff that the matchbook has mentioned will be in this match. So it kind of gives me an idea there. Um, I, I've got a pretty good idea now from that and like looking at aerial maps of like the range, like what, what kind of range it is. And, um, you know, we, it's same time of year, every year. So I, you know, I, I kind of get that, but, you know, just watching the match videos, like this match is very, um, I think Mark kind of mentioned like the throwing kettlebells. Like, it's very physical. There's a lot of physical things that you do as a team that you have to run. You have to do something with some heavy weights or, a, you know, a dummy drag or things like that and do some shooting. So watching it, none of the shooting I've seen ha is any really, really crazy technical shooting. You know, it the shooting and like it's like a lot of run and gun in those type of matches. It's a little bit on the, I'll say, easier side, except that the challenge comes in that okay, well, I've just drug a 160-pound dummy for 25 yards. Now I have to draw my pistol and shoot, and I'm winded. My heart rate's, you know, at 170, and I'm sweating. And, you know, 
So, yeah, a 15 or a seven yard head box is not the most challenging shot in the world, but now it's a lot harder because I've got all this stuff going on and I'm racing a clock. So, um, it, it's kind of given me some ideas of, um, what the general flavor is of, of this particular match. So that, that can, in this day and age, it's very advantageous to use those, those match videos. Right. And so adding on to what you're saying too, with this idea of like, you know, dragging a dummy, all right, you're winded. What about with gloves on? What about with muddy hands? They just made you do a belly crawl for 10 yards before you got there. Now your hands are wet. Do you have grip tape on your gun? Is it got that carbide grip? Uh, are you used to shooting with gloves on or as soon as you put that big old winter glove in that trigger finger, the gun goes off? You know, those are all things you can kind of get a feel for and practice ahead of time. Uh, and kind of, you know, let's just say, I mean, this probably will never happen to anybody, but after dragging a 160 pound dummy, the world starts getting real dark and real, real scary and you start thinking, I don't really feel comfortable being safe here. You know, like those are things you can work out ahead of time and start to figure out. And and it'll help you in the long run. It'll help you enjoy the match more overall, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, we'll, we'll talk about kind of using this information for training later. Did uh, you have anything else to add, Mark or Mike, before we go on? Nope. I think we touched on that pretty nicely. All right. All right. So um, another thing that you can do, which is maybe even better than video, is uh, especially once you've gotten kind of plugged into a shooting community, is talk to previous competitors that have shot this match. Match videos tell you a good deal, but they don't tell you the whole thing. And I think a great example would be um, for a bunch of years, me and Mike with varying team members would shoot the um, Rock Castle, the Samson three man three gun. And if you would watch videos of that, you could get a good feel of the flavor and they repeated certain stages. And But what maybe didn't show up on the video was that it almost always rained. And before it almost ra always rained, it was hot as Hades. I mean, that was like, we would go shoot that match. We would drink water and Gatorade all day long and still leave dehydrated. Um, so if someone were asking me about that match, as a competitor, like, hey, what should I expect? That was something I would probably be telling them. It's an awesome match. Learn to, you know, practice communicating with your partners and, you know, lean on each other's skills. Be prepared to swap guns and make sure you hydrate well before and during because it's going to be 95 degrees and, you know, 96% humidity. I mean, that's just kind of the, the nature of that match. You won't get that in the match booklet. You won't get that in... A video necessarily but just talking to another competitor you you certainly will yeah one of the things you said there that that could really help or hurt you is saying things like be prepared to swap guns if you go to a team match and you're thinking well i brought my guns they brought their guns and now i have to shoot a 2011 and i've never put my thumb on a thumb safety before you know, that's going to be a problem. If I'm only used to a Benelli M2 and somebody hands me a JM930, now I need to learn malfunction drills. Or, know, like... <laughs> or, 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 you know, or a shot, you know, an open shotgun. They hand right. you this open shotgun and then you really got to learn to clear malfunction. <laughs> yeah, Maybe so not more than the 930, but. Right, right. <laughs> so, 
those kind of little clues can make a huge difference. And so, yeah, definitely pick up that stuff if you can. And I'm going to use this opportunity for a shameless plug of mill-based reticles so everyone can be on the same page when you pick up a friend's rifle. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it, uh, generally being familiar with each other's gear. And yeah, if you're going out to a match with a lot of long range and you may be swapping rifles or making wind calls or something for each other, if you have the option to all have a reticle with the same, you know, all mills or all MOA or whatever, that's probably a good advantage. But um, yeah, just talking to other competitors. And to bring this back to Wolverine, I talked to quite a bit few competitors that confirmed what I had already known, you know, from watching the videos. Um, they talked a little bit with me about the land nav part of it, which I guess this year, just from doing pre-match intel, there's the land nav's a little less restrictive than, or less restrictive, less intensive than it was and has been in the past. But they've added a canoe part, which is which is totally different. So um, talking to competitors can confirm and um, definitely give you an idea. You know, they, they mentioned a lot of things that, that we're, you know, now no better with. So is that anyone else got anything to add before we go on? Uh, I just oh. add, I agree with Mike that it helps if everyone's on the same page with things like mill reticles or whatnot. But I would echo the thing that we've said from the beginning of the show is don't run out and buy gear before a match, you know, just because you all want to be running the same thing. Um, but if you're going to be connected with these people, maybe just in general, it's a good idea to be on the same page if you guys are neighbors, friends in the same town. Uh, something to think about there, but don't feel like we all need to be running matching guns and everyone's got to have the same this and that. Uh, just be aware of it. Take a range trip, you know, go out and zero together, that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I can't say that in this group, certain people will shoot each other's guns differently. You know, some people may struggle to zero their own gun and then have somebody else shoot that gun. And then, um, uh, maybe shoot perfect groups it's hard to say really you can't you can't know until you try those things and so i think those are good things that you would get as a team if you're focused on team type matches so yeah i don't know anyone who shoots better groups than anybody else in this this play but yeah my, those are both good points we've we've gone out before and like for instance me and mike shoot a lot together we live close together so we we practice together when we get the chance. Um, if your team is close in a team match, definitely do that. Um, outside of a team match, yeah, still, it's good to, uh, if you're going to matches with other people and you share common gear, it's good to squad together. It's good to, um, you know, if you have the choice, have compatible gear. But as Mark said, don't don't go out and buy something just because, well, I want to match my, you know, my partner, my Guy I shoot matches with has a Glock, so I guess I'll go shoot a Glock. Eh, you know, no, just buy some spare parts and both you guys shoot whatever gun you were shooting. So, moving on. So, we've gathered all this information for this new match or our first time match or whatever. Um, the Now that we've got this information, what do we do with it? And I think the, the most important thing is to make a plan 
on what you need to do to get better prepared to meet your goals. And I think we've kind of touched on it before, but most people going into a match have a goal. If it's your first match ever, that may be getting through it safely without getting DQ'd. If um, it's your first time shooting this match, you know, what's your expectations? If you're a mid-pack shooter, maybe mid-pack at this different match is not reasonable. Maybe lower third is. If you're a top competitor, well, maybe it is to be first, second, third, you know, whatever. Um, but if all you've ever shot is like mid, like some a mid pack, I'm a mid pack three gun shooter. Let's not say I am a, th- a mid pack three gun shooter. If I go into a different sport like run and gun, and I don't run a lot, it would be un- probably unreasonable for me to have a expectation that I'm going to win the match. That doesn't make sense, you know. It's, and I've never shot this match, so there's a lot of new things. So I kind of have to manage that expectation. But we have this goal. We know what we want to do. I think the next thing to do is how we use that, and that is planning and training are, are the are the two big ones. Um, and that training is really dependent on what you've learned ahead of time. So I, I think we can like let Mark or Mike kind of explain if they want to explain if things from other matches, and then I can kind of go into some of the things with um, – Wolverine that I'm doing, and I think uh, Mike can do the same. So if you want to start off, Mark. Yeah, I would just say, you know, if it's uh, a USPSA, it's pretty standard. I've shot USPSA. I expect to do as good as I do at a local match. If it's run and gun, maybe, or a team run and gun like Wolverine, I may be thinking, well, I don't want to be the one that everyone's waiting on. So fitness is going to be my main goal. If I know that my fitness is good and I know that I'm still a mid-pack shooter, I'm not going to say that my goal is to be the best of our team. Maybe my goal is just to shoot clean. No missed targets, no failure to neutralize. Uh, That's what I want to add to the team. And so just realistic goals, and then you build on those things as you go forward, would be a, a good way to start. And then, you know, tailoring your training around those goals so if I know I don't want to be the one that's holding up the team fitness-wise, well, two or three months ago, I need to be out on the pavement. I need to be using the rowing machine, biking, whatever it is to get that cardio up or that fitness up. If I know that my pistol is the weak part, well, I need to be doing dry fire. I need to be doing, uh, first of all, no matter what, everyone needs to do dry fire. I'm, we've repeated that several times in the show. You got to be dry firing. We're all slacking on that. We will always be slacking on that, but dry fire for sure, right? So those sort of things, just set incremental goals. You know, we can always shoot for the moon like, oh, you know, we always win our local matches. We're going to be the top of this. And then you get out there and you disappoint yourself. You disappoint the team. Um, you know, set realistic goals and then work towards those realistic goals so you can build on those. I think would be a, a good thing to do there. Uh, okay, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll jump in here, and, and I'm going to slightly go back to some of the planning stuff, but when you are traveling with a partner or a team to go to a match, one of the simple logistical things that kind of gets overlooked sometimes is where you're going to stay. We've had some very interesting stays uh, over the last few years. Yeah. We've had... Uh, <laughs> hotel rooms with only one bed in them and a giant plate glass window across the front. That was definitely not the most secure place to stay. 
Um, let's see some of the other interesting things. Interesting campgrounds with uh, terrible uh, toilet slash shower house uh, options. Just different oddball hotel experiences and things along the way. So when you're traveling with guns, make sure that your partner does not book a hotel that's a gun-free zone. That, that's kind of important. You mean like in the like in the middle of a college campus, uh, like Christian college campus? <laughs> yeah. So you know, figure out those logistics ahead of time. Uh, kind of have a game plan for you know places that you can grab stuff to toss in your cooler in the area that you're going to, and uh, have some stuff that on hand. I know that. There's been more than a few times we've tossed a package of lunch meat at the end of a match or something that we didn't really need. But there's also been times where if we didn't have those snacks and some of that logistical stuff, it would have been a nightmare to be out on a range all day without the refreshments or, you know, whatever was necessary. So, yep, get your your uh, lodging figured out, get your, your food necessities figured out, and then you can really enjoy more of your trip. Instead of wondering, are we going to get uh, broken into and assaulted in the middle of the night? And is that 14.5 pin three-gun rifle going to blind us and deafen us all? Because it probably will. Especially with the D60. <laughs> um, and, and Brian, to add on that, uh, so if you're doing a team match too, build up your team. You know, things like pre-match, is everyone been drinking water at work? You know, you're working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before the match. Are you drinking that water? Are you hitting that Gatorade? Are you getting good sleep? You know, even if you're not shooting a team match, if you're going to a USPSA together, do you have sunscreen for the whole, everyone that's carpooling with you? Do you have extra bug spray? Those sort of things make the match go way better if you're all thinking like a team going into it and building your team, even if it's not a team match. You know, do you have spare shotgun caddies? just in case somebody needs them. Do you have, you know, an extra D60, you know, sitting in the, in the bed of the truck? You know, those sort of things make your overall match so much better, you know, when you're staying at a flea bit motel or whatever, you can take care of these things. Like, think of it as a team from, from the beginning, you know, how can we build each other up so that we have a successful match? Those would be good things to think about. Oh, for sure. And if you don't have a match, a match friend, you know, someone that lives like reasonably close or someone to travel to matches with, you know, go out and, and find someone. Um, it's me and Mike, Mark, when he used to live around here, we, we had a handful of people that we all would drive down to matches, either carpool or meet down there and share lodging. And um, man, it, it goes so far from Ralph or, I mean, you come back from a crappy day of shooting and you got, you know, and it was still fun, but it, when it's when you don't do as well as you'd like, it's it can be a little frustrating. And you got like good people to like grill out a bunch of steaks and you know have some drinks and all that. That's that that makes matches so much more fun because I mean most of the reason we shoot these matches is for the people there. Right. Don't forget that guy that you know he doesn't shoot so well, but he always has the moonshine. You, you got to have that guy with you. You know. Right. Yeah. Did you have something else, Mark? Mike. Well, I was also going to mention uh, sometimes 
carpooling can be incredibly fun. I know Ryan and I have had some great conversations driving down to Tennessee and back and have uh, uh, really enjoyed that friendship as well. And we've watched some interesting movies on the road too. Some first time things there as well. So yep. Enjoy the whole experience. Carpool. Save the earth. Yep. There you go. So we'll get back on the kind of topic of um, Wolverine. And um, so I'm, maybe a little more organized than some people probably less than others, but like I'll give it, I know you can't see here. I actually create matchbooks for the matches that I'm shooting. I'll gather up. This is just like a Google doc and and I'll share it with friends. Um, When we were shooting heartbreak, I had gathered it all up and gave the link out Um, for Wolverine. I have the pre-match information. They've been kind of teasing information online and pictures. I'm throwing all that in there, but, um, Part of the reason I want to show this, one of the things that I, I do before matches, and especially something like Wolverine, is I have a list here, skills and goals. So um, I could kind of read off a little. So I've got like the section under land nav, something that's a little new for me. I've done some reading and a little bit of practice, but but not a lot. So um, I have like pace count with rut gear on. That is something that I want to get done before I go out there. So, Pace counts important for land navigation. I don't have a lot of experience with that. I know not only do I need to get my pace count, but I need to get it with the gear that I'm using in the match. Uh, I have practice canoe navigation because there is a water navigation part. I'm fairly good with the canoe. I do a decent amount of canoeing, but it's all in rivers that I know. So maybe, you know, I'm going to be printing out a map here as soon as the weather gets a little bit nicer, hitting one of my local um rivers and i'm gonna be following along in that map and making sure that i know right where i'm at at all moments in time and kind of get that learning out of the way before i'm on the water and going oh crap these curves don't look anything like the curves in water i have uh rucking so i've got a goal for 15 minute miles for six miles with 45 pounds um i want to make sure that i can do that before the match so that me and my team, and, and I've shared this with our team, and we've kind of talked about this, and um, whether that's everyone else's goals, that's fine. That's what I feel like I need to be able to do to be a good asset to the team. And I have shooting. Uh, they have a, what they call it their roadie mic drill they've released that you'll be doing. That's something I'm going to be practicing and dry firing. 200 yards. I think they go out to two or 300 yards, so I'm going to be making sure I get my dope. I know my holds out to two or 300 yards. I've got one-handed pistol shooting because there's a lot of manipulating things one-handed. So again, in dry fire and some live fire, I'm going to be practicing with strong hand, weak hand, um, all of that. Uh, Work on shooting, shooter spotting with radios. They've mentioned that there will be, in one of the matchbooks, it was mentioning something about like, there'll be a guy shooting and you'll be radioing information from him. Uh, I've done some matches where the you use a radio, either communicating with your partner or communicating with uh, like an RO or somebody. And as something as simple as keying up a you know a ham radio and calling someone or a GMRS radio, it is way more complicated than you think when that clock's going and rushing, and you actually kind of have to hold, you know, pause a second, say what you need, take your hand off you know, remember to take your hand off, wait for that. So all all that stuff is, these are things that, um, I want to 
practice specific goals. And then I have general fitness. You know, my core needs to get stronger. I need to do squats. I need to be doing deadlifts. This is stuff I've been working on and will be working on all kind of based off this pre-match intel. Now, Wolverine is a more physical match, so I have more fitness stuff. And also, my shooting at this point in time is better than my fitness, so I'm kind of weighing that. If you're shooting a three-gun match, it's probably not going to be as much fitness stuff. It's going to be more technical shooting stuff. Or if it's a USPSA match, same thing. You know, If you know that they do all 32-round field courses, that's what you want to do. If, if it's a match that traditionally they have three or four really hard classifiers and they kind of mean something, then, you know, maybe I want to be practicing my classifiers. This it's match dependent, but um, I guess that's a good example of what we're doing on this match. I don't know. You got anything to add to that, Mike, as far as uh, what you're doing for Wolverine? So, yep, I'm following some pretty similar guidelines in terms of just doing some base cardio building and starting to think about the kit that I want to run and how I can benefit my team there. So I'm, I'm getting ready to launch into a more uh, regimented dry fire routine and uh, pull out the DMR rifle and start doing more uh like mock barricade work and, and things like that to prepare. And yeah, just sorting out the equipment. And uh, I'm sure Ryan and I will get in some, some ruck times so we can kind of get some pace counts and uh, see how it affects each other because we both have different uh, stride lengths. So it'll be good to kind of measure those and, and see uh, how close we are. So, we can kind of be double checking each other as we move from point to point in the orienteering type stuff. So, yep, similar guidelines, just trying to up that fitness and get that dry fire started and, and really up to par because I'm, I like a lot of other people right now don't want to go through a ton of ammo just in a train up period. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, did you have more to add to that, Mark? Yeah, I would just say that, uh, you know, there's some things that you don't know and that you don't know, right? So one of the things that I learned preparing for a run and gun was I had went to the range with all my kit on and slung my rifle and then started running and didn't realize that the way I had my rifle slung put the objective lens of my red dot right on the base pad of my pistol mag and it scratched the life out of that lens. You know, I didn't know that until I got out there and was running with it. Uh, you know, if you're like Ryan and you, you know, always wish you were a Texan and you have a big steel belt buckle and you got your, your compass in front of you and it's always pointing north, you know, that's something you want to figure out ahead of time. Um, those sort of things, you know, joking aside, things no, like... No matter what direction I face, it's always north. I don't get it. <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know, joking aside take your matchbook and then put it into the match. So like at a run and gun, you usually have a good idea from the matchbook where the long range stages are. And so if you know you just shot your third stage, four stages long range, you're gonna have that mag that's got all that long range ammo in it as your go-to load up mag, you know? So you're not getting up there, oh, did I start with this mag? What, oh, that was the wrong ammo, let me switch, you know, whatever it may be. You know, take 
take the intel, all the work that we just talked about, and start putting it into practice into what you're going to do. And, and you'll kind of figure things out. You guys talked about the weight. You know, well, I'm going to carry just my regular rucking backpack. Well, it turns out 45 pounds on that with no frame is just garbage. So maybe I want to up the bag, you know, I'm a heavier bag than I expected, but a better frame. And now I realize 45 pounds is nothing. Or a backpack with my plate carrier is terrible. I can't buckle my waist belt. It takes, it puts all the weight on my shoulders instead of my hips, you know, all those things. Or that's a good one too. You know, my bag is made to work on my hips. Well, I have a gun belt on my hips. Now, how does that work together? I can't draw my pistol. I have a bag, you know, though what you don't know is what you don't know until you kind of figure these things out. So you want to connect that pre to, you know, pre-planning to pre-match to success at the match, if you can. You know, as many things as you can work out beforehand. Uh, there's a Eisenhower quote, you know, he said that uh, plans are worthless, but planning is indispensable. You know, it's, it's the kind of thing that you want to do. It's, yeah, you feel like, oh, I know everything about Wolverine. It's going to be great. We're going to do blah, blah, blah. But when you get out there, it's going to be different. But all that work you do ahead of time, that's what's going to pay dividends for you. So that's what I'd add to that. Yeah, and I, and doing a new match, like part of the fun of, and, and we'll shoot a lot of matches we've always shot, and you kind of know what you're expecting, and you know who you're going to see. But adding that new match to the schedule is fun because, you know, we've planned, we've kind of looked at this stuff, and like we want to give ourselves the best advantage we can. But I know for sure that we are going to show up and see something and be like, what in the world is this? I have never done this before. Like that's that's the fun part, you know. It's I, I run my local three gun match. I I know what's going to be there. It's you know it's still fun. It's still exciting, but it's kind of the same old thing. You know, it's hard for me to think of things that I don't know what to expect. But you go to someone else's match, or you go to a brand new formatted mat like you know, Wolverine is not a match we've shot before. It's kind of run and gun because you have a ruck part you have this shooting part but they're completely unlike regular running guns are completely separate and then you got the team aspect of it i've done two or three people person team matches i've done two people team matches i've never done a match with four people in a team so like again that's new that communicating um mike's the only person in this group that i've shot a team match with i know no no in our wolverine group the Wolverine team, the two other people I've shot matches with just never uh, a team match. So um, one of them's done at least one team match. The other one, I'm not sure. Um, I think he may have. But there's just all kinds of new things that you learn and um, you get to expect. So I, I guarantee we're going to get to a section where we're going to be like, whoa, what, what's going on here? <laughs> and um, that, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that. I guess um, you got anything else to add as far as Wolverine and, and preparation, Mike? Now, the one guy would probably say patrolling the mountains of Afghanistan is kind of a team match, but we'll have to double check with them. Yeah, um, and, and that way he definitely uh, he has tons of team experience. I guarantee you that. <laughs> nope, I think that uh, for for the evening we've thrown together a pretty decent uh, look at some of the things to consider, and I'm looking forward to touching base more on our training and the match as time goes on. Mark, you got anything else? No, I 
I just encourage everyone that if you're on the fence about a match, get out there, sign up for it, and have a good time and see what you can learn from it. See, you know, comment in, in the YouTube comments or on the Facebook comments if you've experienced any of these things, if you've if you've seen these, if there's something that we didn't touch on that you think would be helpful, we'd we'd be happy to hear it. So absolutely. Um, you know, we've been shooting for a while, but there's always new things to learn. If you've shot Wolverine and you want to like throw some information up there that, you know, like, oh, man, those guys don't know what they're in for. Here's what it's really like. I would absolutely love to hear that. And training, like the training up for it is a lot of the fun of it. You know, we got, in this case, we signed up in, I want to say January or something for Wolverine, which is in June. I mean, you you got, and we were planning to shoot Wolverine last winter. So we've had, I mean, you know, six, eight months to plan and train for this. And, and that's a lot of fun. I mean, me and Mike exercise a decent amount together. And it's that extra incentive to, okay, well, we got a goal. Um, we're doing more regular rucks now than we were doing, kind of preparing for that. And um, I'm doing a lot more core and, you know, body weight stuff and muscle training than I have in the past. And um, that's partially from heartbreak. That's partially because I know what to expect here. And, and then partially because I just need to, get my fitness better and this is a good uh excuse to do it so um yeah feel free to comment and let us know what you think we'd love to get some feedback on this so we're gonna we're about 45 minutes here we're gonna get off but once again um this uh podcast video is sponsored by primer and co and um yeah give us some feedback and we'd love to hear from you have a great night